Hey, folks, this is David Opposed in the Matrix, and that guy over there, whichever way it works, is Brian. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Usually Hi. when I do this, usually yeah. when I do That's this, right. it's the other it's way. Like that. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we would have been on sooner. You folks don't know this, but we're getting a half-hour late start. We just had a very busy day today, and um, so I apologize to Brian because he's a working man. Oh. oh, it's okay. It's great. You know. So, but, uh, so tonight we got a lot of things to talk about, man. I got a litany of a list here. Um, and we'll try to get to everything. Um, probably going to do an hour and a half tonight. If that, you know, um, yeah. I think we're both kind of tired. So, but we're going to talk about that gas pipeline. Yeah. Uh, the possibility of nuclear war, which seems to get more real every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tonga volcano explosion and many others. Uh, quakes in, in Mexico and all over the place. Uh, the sun explosion, the big sun explosion that happened that you don't really hear about that much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Beetlejuice, not the movie. <laughs> yeah, not the movie. Yeah. Uh, the Beetlejuice character reminds me of the mayor of uh, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I've never somebody, thought of somebody did a little video of her morphing into that. Yeah. It's hilarious. She could do a cameo on that movie. Definitely. If they made a re- another one. Yeah. <laughs> she does. Well, now that we've all gotten in trouble. I know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? While we can while we can voice our opinions these days, we might as well do it. And uh, yeah. someday we won't be able to. I know, right? Uh, yeah. So, Brian, where do we start? I don't know. Um, I guess the big thing on everybody's mind tonight is probably the hurricane. It's all over yeah, the news. There you go. Yeah. So, go ahead, Dave. You start off or whatever you want to do. Well, I've kind of got firsthand experience. Uh, or actually, my mother lives in Florida, and she uh, was in Daytona <laughs> Beach, and I think uh, went right over Daytona Beach today. And my, she's always bragging about how, how hurricanes – uh, do not really affect Daytona Beach that much, but uh, I think that it really went through and it did a lot of destruction today. So, um, you know, we got her in our prayers and everything. So she's safe, but she's, uh, I don't know if her home is safe. So we'll find out in the next few days. But yeah, that was really weird, Brian. It, um, and maybe, maybe you have some ideas, but it seemed to have just, you know, it was going nice and slow and at a low, um, intensity. And bam, all of a sudden, it was like it went up from one to four and um, almost to five, actually. And mm-hmm. then it, it was supposed to go on a diagonal through, and it went kind of diagonal. And then I kept, I, I made a turn to the right and went right over the Space Center and, and between there and Daytona Beach. And uh, my goodness, it was really amazing. But I've never seen anything, uh, well, maybe with Katrina, but I never – that much you see these things grow in intensity at fast. So what do you think about that? You know, there's so much to say about this. Um, as far as the hurricane intensity, it's crazy how fast it grew. Um, you know, just a few days ago, maybe a week ago, not even that, um, help me with the name, the Prime Minister of Israel. How do you pronounce his name? Oh, Dave? I don't know. You speak the, the, the pen? Is it? Le Pen is uh, is French. Um, yeah, that's all Le Pen. He made a statement sorry. at the UN last week about Israel having a two-state solution. He oh. says it's a good idea which to do a two-state solution. 
just about that time, this hurricane started forming. It was still a tropical storm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And Biden came out immediately and praised this guy and said, that's a great idea. This is what he's been wanting to do. Uh Uh-huh. So is there a coincidence that all of a sudden a hurricane hits Florida? Even though Florida is a red state, it's still part of the United States, obviously. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just maybe I'm grabbing at straws here. But um, when we shake our fist at God, take prayer out of schools, make uh, transgender the norm, there's consequences. God, Because God's never changing. God's never right. going to change. So yeah, there's consequences. So was this? I'm not saying it was to destroy Florida, but this has happened before. That's um, right. It's happened before with Katrina, it's happened, and other. Whenever the United States tries to divide Israel, uh, something happens here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my heart goes out to those people because I live in California. We can have. They're expecting a, a 90 earthquake down here one of these days. You know, yeah, who knows? That's right. So we we live in Earthquake Alley. So, um, so who knows? But it sure did intensify quick, Dave. I mean, it really did. Within just a few days, it went from a one to a three, then to a four, almost a five, like you said. You know? Yeah. It was weird. Um, I saw I saw as many of you have tonight. I saw some video on television of a roadway that was quite a distance above the ocean is it was high enough above the ocean where the waves couldn't get to it and all the asphalt was peeled off the highway from the wind wow the wind peeled the asphalt off like a banana that's amazing i i couldn't believe i was looking at this i was like wow and so the destructive power is crazy on that hurricane wow and if, but, if the if the hurricane if the hurricane itself doesn't get them, a lot of times it spins off tornadoes too. Yeah, that's right. You know, and um, is it Southwest? Yeah, Southwest Florida really got hit hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard reports, unofficial reports, so don't quote me, of the storm between the storm surge coming in with the wind and the uh, the high surf that some of the waves were twenty to thirty feet high coming in. Wow. On top of the storm surge. Yeah. So um, I heard, I saw one report. They said it's like there was, it was like southwest Florida became the ocean. My goodness. You couldn't see where the land stopped and the ocean started. Oh, man, that's serious. So, um, and just horrible, these poor people. And But DeSantis, you know, he's done a great job. He's done everything he could do. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got 35 states sending uh, help to us, I mean, uh, to Florida. Right. And he's got about 42,000 men and women working on the power grid. He's Mm -hmm. he's got what I heard of 100 cell towers that can be dropped in by helicopter or truck and set up in a moment. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Let's see if Elon Musk can you know, supply Florida with uh, Starlink, you know, instead of giving it to some foreigners. But, but what's, what's really, uh, and this shouldn't surprise anybody who's listening to us or watching us that the media, the, the mainstream, you know, fake news is blaming this on global warming and that the Republicans should figure out that by now it's global warming, that this is ridiculous. What, What else has to happen 
So they politicize this. These poor people are dying, losing their homes, yeah. and they're making politics out of this. And I, I think I talked about this a while ago, and I've done some research on this. Uh, the earth has heated a little bit. I saw today, I well, maybe it was on, where was it? I heard on the radio, I think. Maybe it was Glenn Beck. The earth has heated up a little bit in the last 160 years. Mm -hmm. But over the last million years, they say, it cycles. It goes up and it goes down, it goes up and it goes down, it goes up and down. But then I'm reminded, Dave, that in the scriptures it says that the earth is going to wear out like an old garment. And it's going to wobble like a drunkard, too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah during the tribulation it's going to wobble, but it's going to wear out as it mm -hmm. goes along. Chuck Smith, she's uh, not Chuck Smith, Chuck Missler, who passed away a few years ago. Everybody knows him. Oh, yeah. Great Bible teacher, um, smart man, worked in the uh, defense industry, high clearance. And he mentioned a long time ago that the speed of light has been slowing down for a long time now. Yeah. I don't know how they figure it, but between the time of creation and now, it has slowed down significantly. Right. Uh, like thousands of miles an hour, a second. Mm -hmm. So it's the earth is wearing out. Now, I thought about this today because it leads to the next one about the sun. Right. Global warming is a political thing to change the laws, to take away our freedom, to bring in the new world order. That's what right. global warming is. Mm -hmm. And what's really happening, because the weather has changed, it's changed since we were kids, you know. Right. And which was just a few years ago, it wasn't very long ago, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, won't I, can't go say, I can't say that without mm -hmm. smiling on my. I mean, I'm so old. You can take the hairs off my arm and cut them and count the rings to see how old I am. <laughs> okay. I'm almost. They have to carbon date me to figure it out. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we have Methuselah on the show. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the sun, and nobody looks at the, uh, the sun in the sky. Mm -hmm. Nobody looks at that. Nobody talks about that. Yeah. We have solar flares going off all the time that are Earth-directed, but a lot of them miss the Earth, or a lot of them hit the Earth, and our atmosphere, the magnetic field protects us, and we get the northern lights maybe a little bit further south than normal, but mostly it protects us. Mm -hmm. But there was a time in the 1800s, uh, what was the name of that time, David? Um, the, they had a giant X flare that went off in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was the 1800s. And it was, uh, there was no phone, there was no cell phones, but there was telegraph. It burned out all the telegraph lines across America. And it set fields on fire. Wow. And, if, and they say, I've done research on this one, if it had happened today, it would totally put the United States in complete darkness for years. Really? Years. Wow. And uh, and and whatever part of the world it hits. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, I can't remember the, the exact energy level, but they said it was equal to lighting off every EMP that the United States has all at the same time. That's amazing. And it happened just for a, few, just a for short time. And this was an X-flare. Mm -hmm. A coronal mass ejection, they call it, out of the sun. And it went through space at nearly the speed of light. This is the one in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. The one uh, was about a month ago. I didn't look it up. I should have done it. So I've been working a lot today. I'm busy at work. But 
the one that went off just, I think, a week ago, went off on the backside of the sun, and it looked like a nuclear explosion on the backside of the sun. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. They have this camera. Have you seen this camera that shows mm-hmm. the sun? is like a black dot in the middle. I don't know why they do that. But there's this huge bright flash that comes out from all sides of the sun. That I think that was an X flare that they said. And if that had been facing the earth, we wouldn't be having our show tonight. Wow. So, huh. and so you can do, I've done research on this. They don't talk about it, but the sun has more influence on our weather than right. anything man can ever do. Mm-hmm. You can look it up, research it. Uh, there's an 11-year cycle with solar flares. I think we're in the peak season, I think. Right. And then after 11 years, it kind of tapers off. The sun goes really quiet, and then it goes back again. It's an 11-year cycle. So, mm-hmm. But there, what I've read and what I've studied on this, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a scientist. I haven't been to college for this. Just what I've read is that the sun has a lot more to do with our weather than whatever man could do to pollute the earth. Now, right. saying that, man shouldn't be polluting the earth. God says uh-huh. to you, to the earth, to, for us to the earth, to subdue it and to be responsible, take care of it, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to do that. We need, And I think overall, compared to 40 years ago, the United States is pretty good at doing that. Right. China, not so much. They're not much into uh, – they talk a talk, but they they don't protect the environment too much. Or India so, either, yeah. And India doesn't either. So it's a lot of hypocrisy out there, but – the sun is doing a lot more damage to the earth than we are. Right, right. And, and but this whole global warming, um, man is bad, the earth is good, we need to kill mankind down to a half a billion, depopulate the earth, so we can build back the earth and save the environment so man has something to live on. That's the right. premises for this whole thing. That's the, basically, this global warming crowd as you want to call them these environmentalists who go this way it's a, it's almost it's a religion now it's almost like a religion yeah, exactly. if you don't agree with them you're like damn to hell far as they're concerned you're just mm-hmm. you're just a reprobate you're just like you know you deserve death if you if you don't believe the way we do so right um but yeah this storm yeah and, and by the way there's i heard was it don lemon I think it was talked about the storm. Oh, that moron. Yeah. Yeah, it was the worst storm ever. Worst, biggest hurricane to hit. Actually, it wasn't. It's number five. Right. There's four. There was four bigger. So these people exaggerate and blow everything up, no pun intended, to to push uh, an agenda to change law. They're doing all this, folks, to change laws to control us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned this a week or two ago about the electric cars. Yeah, they're awesome. Very fast, very powerful. I just right. uh, saw tonight on Tucker that China in the next year is going to produce more electric cars for their people than all the nations of the world combined. Mm-hmm. And they want everybody in China to have an electric car because they're going to – and you think, wow, look what they're doing for the environment. Yeah, I can tell you right now, Dave, China can care less about the environment. Mm-hmm. They want world right. domination. 
They want to dominate the world. They want to be the power of the world. They're going in with the new world order, but um, they're going to turn their backs on the new world order. I mean, actually, we know they do that because they invade the Middle East and go against the Antichrist. So right. uh, they have their own agenda. And mm-hmm. and these electric cars, I know a lot of people where I live have them, and they're great. You don't have to get gas, but you have to plug them in. If there's a blackout or brownout, you can't charge them. And the batteries, you just can't throw them away. They only last eight years. They're $20,000 for your car or any battery. Every eight that's years, right. I got a car that's got 200,000 miles on it. I've just been 20 years old, never been rebuilt, runs great. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Um, but China, all they got to do is, well, see, um, we're going to shut down opposing the matrix, so we'll turn the internet off. Okay, we're going to go arrest Dave and Brian, but we can't find them. Oh, we found them. There we have them on our GPS. They're going out I-5, wherever that, whatever. And, yeah. oh, they're in a Tesla. Okay. Uh, they push the little buttons and whatever they do, and you get a geek to do it. Next thing you know, the door's locked, the steering locks, the car pulls over, and you're stuck. You can't get out of your car. That's right. And then the, and you know who shows up? The police show up, haul you away, never see you again, go to some um, COVID camp. Well, they'll go to, yeah, that's it. You'll go to a COVID camp mm-hmm. for the summer. It'll be your summer COVID camp, like a church camp, but it's a COVID camp. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you can play, you know, have camp war games and hop the fence and, you know, you know, shaving cream fights and all that stuff at the Chinese COVID camp. Right. I'm being very facetious. I know. But that's what electric cars are. Yeah, exactly. They're great. If if men weren't evil, it would be a great thing. But I would not trust the government. And, folks, you think I'm nuts and this is crazy that they're never going to do that. Yeah, they're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, of course they're going to do that. at Mm -hmm. At this point in stage of the game, in my opinion, Dave, nothing's a conspiracy anymore. Right. Almost right. everything you hear, you think was a conspiracy like a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, has all come true. Mm-hmm. It's all come mm-hmm. true. Heart was a conspiracy. We know that's that's not a conspiracy. We know that's real. Right. Um, the, the, the chemtrails. People, ah, oh, you're in conspiracy, conspiracy. No, we have proof. There's proof yeah. that that's true. Just look um, up. <laughs> yeah, just look up in the sky. What's the other one? Uh, see, there's harp. There's the chemtrails. Oh, uh, there's that uh, thing U- in the U- ground in Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. UFOs. Uh, no, I, when I was growing up, if you believed in the UFOs, you were a wackadoo. Yeah. Now I can't remember the number of people, but it's really, really high percentage of Americans believe in UFOs. I think it's like 80% now. Uh-huh. Um, I, I mean, I see them out my window. Yeah. They're not even being – they're not even trying to hide. I can't right. see them up close because they're too far away, but they're not planes. Uh-huh. Planes don't move up and down at 45-degree angles at a moment. Right. And I see them do that mm-hmm. out my window right here, out over the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, that's and right. And so, uh, I'm, so I'm actually used to it. And so, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, Brian, um, you were talking about um, global warming. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it is a farce. It's a fallacy. And it's exa- exactly for the reason you said to promote the New mm-hmm. World Order. Um, but back in the 70s, I don't know if you remember this, they were, if you read uh, things like uh, Popular Science or mm-hmm. or uh, Scientific American, if it was around back then, it would talk about an ice age that was coming. Okay, so, um, and then, I don't know if many of the, the uh, listeners know this or the, those that are watching us, but there was something that was called the Little Ice Age. 
And it was it started around 1250 and went all the way up to the uh, late 1800s, uh, where there was an actual coolness of the earth. And, okay, so what is that from? You know, there weren't any yeah. cars. You mm-hmm. know, because back in the 70s and 60s, they were talking about, um, you know, this new ice age that was coming, and it was because the carbon was going up in the air. And it, was, it wasn't it was allowing the sunlight in so that the earth could warm. So it's exactly the opposite mechanics. So, but anyway, um, a little history about the little ice age. Um, started around 1250 when the Atlantic pack began to grow. It says a cold period that was possibly triggered or enhanced by a massive eruption of Samalus volcano in 1257 and the associated volcanic winter, okay, 1275 to 1300 for when the radioactive, or excuse me, the radiocarbon dating plants show that they were killed by glaciation, 1300 for when the warm warm summer stopped being dependable in in northern Europe. 1315, for when the rains and the Great Famine of 1315 to 1317 occurred. Uh, Two more, 1560 to 1630, when the worldwide glacier known as the uh, Grindwald fluctuation began. 1650, for for when the first climatic minimum occurred. And this went all the way up um, until the uh, the end of the, the 1800s, when it started to warm up again. So all this stuff is, is fluctuations and things, and um, this one is caused by a volcano. Uh, who's to say that uh, two or three volcanoes won't, won't uh, pipe up here in the next uh, few weeks, you know, and, and release enough stuff into the atmosphere to start a little gli- uh, ice age? And mm-hmm. so we're going to be worrying about, oh, the waters are retreating from Hudson Bay, you know, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So it's... It's it's a reactionary, a knee-jerk reaction to some, something that's happened. And like you said, 11 years on the sun cycle, right? Yeah. So, okay, if this is the peak, then give it a couple more years and watch it go down. And I bet you right. it will. It always does. Right. <clears throat> so, anyway. No, um, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, they these scientists are – got to understand where science comes from. First of all, it's, it's got a purpose now because it's it's helping to bring in the New World Order. But, you know, Brian, you work. I worked for years, um, and we, we earned a wage. We went to work faithfully every week, every day of the week, earned, the, uh, earned our wage, and then brought it home, and then finally we got to be older, and, and things are changing for us now. But um, so you and I earned a living. Well, you ever stop to think how scientists make money? They make money by by – um, bringing in theoretical things and um, and suppositions and saying this could be a possibility. And then all of a sudden the government says and, and private people say, oh, we're interested in this. We're going to give you money to do that. So they get five or six million dollars to do this study. And they can make that last for eight or ten years. They start running out of money and then all of a sudden it's something else. Either they accentuate what they've been working on or they change it around for the opposite, like they did with the glaciation and now the global warming. Right. Yeah. And they got to make a living. I understand that. But for goodness sakes, to make up lies in order to do it, this is the science that everybody trusts. This is the during the COVID, oh, trust the science, trust the science. Science is nothing but a bunch of lousy actors and liars for the most yeah. part. You know, there are yeah. some good ones out there, but they're not being listened to. You know, and it's it's a big money making racket, folks, is what it is. 
and you don't believe it, then call up Al Gore and ask him. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> He'd probably deny it, but you'd be you'd be reaching out to the right person. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah, very good, Brian. I like all the points that you brought up, and they're they're valid points, and they're they're right on. They're spot on. So it's just we're just being lied to, manipulated to every day. That's right. Every day. It's That's right. Uh, and there's no, I shouldn't say there's no, there's good people, but most of the organizations, Republicans, Democrats, both sides are evil. I think the Democrats are pure evil. Republicans, there's a few bad ones, definitely. Oh, yeah. And, and I bet if you trace back the roots of these people, it goes right back to the one world order. Oh, sure. I bet there's behind the scene meetings that go way past Congress and the Senate. Mm-hmm. And it goes right back to we want to control the world, but America's in the way. America's the last stand. We're literally the last stand because of our freedoms. Right. And there's so many generations that have been free for so long under the Constitution. We are going to push back because we know we see what happens in other countries that aren't free. And right. we say, no, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. But we have a whole generation of people. And I may, may, just to make a point here, Dave. Um, yeah. The liberals are actually smart, really smart in a lot in certain ways. Is they started this 60 years ago in our schools and colleges and junior colleges. This yeah. whole doctrine of of just liberalism and wokeism and you know you're a victim and if you're let the government take care of you and you know a, a pro a pro abortion and all this stuff was being pushed through the universities and schools. What's happened in the last 10 years, it went from the colleges and universities to the high schools, to the middle schools, to the elementary schools. Now it's in the elementary school. They're asking right. children in elementary schools. They have counselors come in and talk to them in L.A. County, and the teachers bring it up. If you feel like you're not a if – you, if you're a boy, but you really feel like you're a girl – Come and talk to me after the class. We have help for you. Right. Without the parents knowing it. Mm-hmm. So this has been going on for 50 or 60 – it's been going on since Adam, actually. It's called sin. Right. But this phase of America, what we're in right now in the world, has been going on since uh, the late 50s, early 60s, for sure. Right. And now we have – now we're reaping the benefits. We have a whole generation of people who don't – really know what it's like to fight for freedom. They don't know what it's like to really work to get a job and have to raise mm-hmm. a family and pay taxes and start a business. Right. They have no clue. These people are running our country. Uh-huh. These people, Biden's one of them. He never worked a day in his life. Nope. Kamala Harris, yeah, she went to college. Big deal. So what? She I don't want to get into that with her, but she's yeah, just, yeah, I was going to say I, she's, I'm, done. I'm a, we, she's done some pretty some things that aren't good, and right. we have people in the White House, and not just White House, but all forms of government and the military that don't like America, and mo- mo- what's worse than that, which is obviously, is they don't like God. They don't love God. In, in the olden days, even a person was unsaved, they respected. God, right. they were like, oh, they would like not use his name in vain, or I'm, I'm not, I'm not a church goer, but 
I don't believe in God, but I know, I think there's a God, but they would never blaspheme him. They would never do the things that people are doing now. Right. But I think it's in Psalms. Uh, what is it? Paul says in his heart, there's no God. At Psalms 1 or 2, um, it says, um, God is saying, I, I'm paraphrasing, God says of his son, I will put him on Mount Zion. He will rule the world. And then the, the, the world says, we will break our chains from you. We will go our own way, paraphrasing. We want nothing to do with you, God. And then it goes on again and says, God the Father says, he sits in heaven and laughs and he mocks right. it. And that's what's going on right now. The world, America included, is shaking their fist at God. We don't need you. We don't want you. We've never wanted you. We can do this without you. If you're God, then show yourself. And the problem is, it's not a problem for you and me. Very soon, God's going to show himself. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and they're going to cry for the rocks of the mountains to fall on him to hide them from the presence of the one who's on the throne. Mm-hmm. They're going to wish they never asked that one. Right. <laughs> you know, so I'm going on a bunny trail here Saturday. day. That's but, okay. But going back to, um, like, the hurricane. Um, oh, and by the way, we talked about this earlier today. The natural disasters, which a hurricane's a natural disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a 7.6 earthquake in Mexico City last week, I think. Yeah. And there was another 6.8. And then the, the there was also an earthquake uh, close to the vicinity of the Tonga volcano that blew up a year ago. Right. And they actually had two. They had one that was about 500 miles from the volcano and another one about 1,200 miles to the north. In yeah, the Papua same, New Guinea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is off memory. I've just watched, read this a few days ago. And so they're thinking there might be another underwater eruption of this volcano or others on that line somewhere under the water. Right. So what is what is going on here with the hurricanes? It's What's going on is we're living in the last days, and the Lord's returning soon. We don't know the exact day, but he is, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the earth is having uh, birth pains, and the earth is wearing out. When sin, yeah. when the earth was made, I believe it was made to last forever and be beautiful. Mm-hmm. But when sin came in, it started the time clock for Adam and Eve. They only lived less than a thousand years, but it started the time clock for creation itself. It even mm-hmm. says in the New Testament that creation groans for the revealing of the Son of Man to be set free from the curse. So what curse? The curse of sin. And, yeah, this was a bad hurricane, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But we've been having hurricanes for thousands of years. Right. And, like, I think it was uh, Laura Ingram tonight said, or I think it was her, uh, said, if there was no people on the earth, there would still have been a hurricane there. Right. It still would have been there. Uh-huh. Because the Democrats are blaming the hurricane on Republicans policies for global warming <laughs> that, that, that they yeah. literally said and biden said today I, i'm going over the board here, but it's all the same thing he said if you want to prepare for a hurricane get vaccinated <laughs> oh no uh, he said that like a right before we got on the air yeah so no, folks if you're not vaccinated you cause that hurricane david you're a bad guy the hurricane's your fault. Oh, well. What can I say? 
We're going to rename it Dave. <laughs> well, thank and you. Dave, we don't touch that button, Dave. And then <laughs> yeah. you touch it, it's a hurricane. Uh-huh. And nobody listening to me knows exactly. That's 2001 Space Odyssey. Who, who the HAL 9000 computer, yep. Yeah. And by the way, you mentioned the 1970s earlier. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was still in elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was in elementary school, Dave. You get yeah. I'm 64. Well, I was in elementary school. Maybe in 69 or something, yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. uh, that's funny, but um, – yeah, it's it's just uh, it's just really amazing, uh, and you know you talked about communism before and how it's really even it's been working that way for fifty or sixty years. Yeah, here's a quote from Nikita Khrushchev, and I think he said this at the UN. I'm not sure. He says, "We will take America without firing a shot. We will bury you. We can't expect the American people to jump from capitalism to communism, but we can assist their elected leaders." and giving them small doses of socialism until they awaken one day and find out that they have communism. You do not have to invade the United States. We will destroy you from within. It says this is a quote attributed to the late Soviet premier or premier uh, Nikita Khrushchev, and that would have been back in the late 50s and early 60s. If you have time, send me that quote. I, I, I would like to use that. That's really good. Sure enough. Okay. That's really good. Yeah, I remember making that. Well, I don't remember it. Uh, you know, I was a little boy then, but I remember he that he, he made that speech, so I looked it up real quick. But um, so, um, we, it we're you know it's it's meshing really nicely in the show tonight because we talked about um, volcanoes, we talked about earthquakes, and uh, but another thing, and I don't want to beat a a dead horse here, but another thing that's really ravaging mankind, not just America, but all of mankind. Um, is is the COVID vaccine? Or I don't want to oh. say vaccine. The kill shot. The kill shot. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not a vaccine. It never was. It's an experiment on uh, bio 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 warfare is what it is. So, but um, anyway, man, I, there's a yes. I am. I'm going to admit right now. I'm still on Facebook, um, but I use it for for good purposes. And um, there's a um, what do you call it? A group on there. It's called Wake Up, um, oh, Died Suddenly or Without Warning or something like that. Um, and that's what it's called. And it lists people that are dying left and right, you know. And um, it's really a sad thing to read through because, I mean, we're talking about kids all the way up to people in their 80s and 90s. But the, what's very really bothersome is the people between, well, kids, of course, but the people between 20 and 40 or 20 and 50, you know, they're, they're, they're just dropping left and right, you know, like dominoes. It's amazing. It's sad, but it's amazing. And um, so, and this is the next, the new thing that's going on. So aside from quakes that are killing people and causing tsunamis and volcanoes that are killing people and causing tsunamis and maybe global cooling, um, now we have to, to to see this thing that Bill Gates and his little cronies have made that's uh, actually, you know, it's an execution shot is what it is. It, it's it's made to kill people. And that's all it's made to do. And um, it's just sad to see it. It really is. So on top of all the other service that we're putting up with, now we have the COVID stuff. And who knows what's coming down the pike, what they've, what they've put together to – 
to try to exterminate people, you know, and, um, I have to, you know, I thought, Brian, that the destruction or the, the explosion at the uh, Georgia Guidestones was hilarious because it went to show that humanity will win over the, the Georgia Guidestones or that idea, you know. Oh, that's right. Course, of course, only with Yeshua, but uh, mankind will prevail um, with the return of Yeshua, of course, and it'll, it'll be a, an in-your-face to the enemy, basically. You tried. But you tried when you tried to kill all the Jews with Haman. You tried when um, you named the, the biblical time when, when there was evil in the world and it was overcome by God. And uh, you tried to, to, to kill the human race or at least the European people through, for the, through Catholicism. You know, 70 million real Christians died during that time in the Middle Ages or were killed, I should say. Um, and the black plagues and, and all the little sicknesses that went around, all the big sicknesses that went around the earth all these years and these uh, centuries and these millennia, you know. But Yeshua's going to come back and it's going to be in your and in your face, you know. It's like he tried, you really tried, you tried to kill what was made in my image. God's going to say, but you didn't do it because I didn't allow it to happen, which is going to be an amen and hallelujah moment, I think, as far as we're concerned, right? Mm -hmm. But um, the one thing, you know, aside from COVID, I don't want to, you know, just act trite about it. We talked about COVID a lot, you know, on this program. Uh, maybe we can come back to it. But um, this whole thing, uh, folks, I don't know if you heard, but they had a pipeline that was running from Russia to Germany. Okay. Uh, what is it? The Nord Stream? Nord Stream 2. Nord Stream 2. Yeah, N-O-R-D. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, which means north in German. But um, Nord, yeah, N O R D, Nord Stream. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I think it means it's short for Nordic too. But anyway, um, and and uh, Putin would have uh, let gas flow there eventually to Germany and the rest of Europe. But it appears now. This is my opinion. Okay. <clears throat> it appears that Joe Biden and his cronies have blown this thing up. Um, I don't think it's any mistake, uh, Brian, that the Sixth Fleet was in that area of the Baltic Sea mm -hmm. about the time that this happened, and that uh, they had a, a crew on there that was uh, akin to the Navy SEALs, but it's a crew that goes in and, and destroys things. And it was there. It was on the ships at that time, and I've, I've read that from several different sources. Um, and so I think that what he did is he went and he, he set charges on all three of those pipelines, because I understand there's three of them right there. And, and blew the dang thing up so that um, – imagine what that does, Brian. Now Europe is not going to get natural gas, okay, not mm -hmm. as much as they would if that was opened up. So people are going to freeze to death. Uh, it's going to destroy the economies in um, in northern Europe and even probably even southern Europe too. It's going to – oh, it, you know, because he wants to start World War III, I'm convinced of that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Biden does, and his cronies, and um, and I, you know, I don't get me wrong, folks, but you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. I think that Putin has really held back a lot of things that he could have done, and all because he doesn't want this thing to escalate into World War Three. Um, however, it's going to do that anyway, because we all know, and and Brian can, is kind of an expert of what's going to happen in the days to come with Ezekiel thirty-eight, thirty-nine. Um, but, um, it's, it's, you know, you, Brian, you talk about that hook that's put in their jaws, you know, 
uh, yeah. the Russians or the Magog and Gog. And yeah. what better hook? Um, I'm, personally, you know, I think that um, what, what's going to happen is that the Israelis are going to take over supply in Europe with natural gas. The Russians aren't going to like that, and that's going to be another part of that hook that makes them come down. But, you know, that's who's who am I? I just am a guy that looks at things and sees things. But anyway. No, I think um, you're right. I think it's, yeah. Do you? Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know. We hadn't I mean, discussed this. About, about, about Israel you're talking about? Yeah, the Reza hook that will be put in a yeah. dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Matter of fact, yeah, I think that's – I think that's part – I think that will be part of the hook. Uh-huh. Because – oh, go ahead. I interrupted. I don't want to – well, no, it'll just be, you know, because uh, Israel's going to say, hey, you know, we can supply in natural gas. Europe's going to be happy with that. Um, the Russians aren't going to be happy with that. And they're going to mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, we've, been, we've done this for a reason. We've done it to get back at the United States and uh, NATO and everything else. And Israel's just ruined those plans. So we got to go down and take them out. So I think that that yeah. may be what exactly happened. So, yeah. I think, I think Biden did it. Um, it was on uh, Tucker Tonight Again. He showed a clip from Biden in February uh, before Ukraine war stating that uh, he's going to maybe if, – if Russia invades Ukraine, which they did, he mentioned that he would take out Nordstrom's to the pipelines. He would take them out. Uh-huh. And they asked, how would you do that? It's in, it's in Germany. Uh, yeah, it's in Germany. German project. Yeah. German project. He goes, we can do it. Uh-huh. And we we have ways, and that's all he said. This is yeah. in February, so man, the guys, oh man. He, he's you know I, I don't want to interrupt. I just no go no go, go for it. I was kind of um, doing a segue so you could. Yeah. Um, thanks, Dave. Yeah. Um, I have an article here from the Gateway Pundit, and these explosions. Okay, first of all, these pipes are like little six-inch water you know water pipes that go on our street. These things are big. There's, there's several feet in diameter, like right. big, and there's more than one. And, and, these, and the steel in these pipes is very thick. It's very strong. Um, here's how powerful these were. It's a really big hole. Update. Sabotage. Suspected in Nord Streams 1 and 2. Leaks. Leaks. Sweden detected possible explosions at locations of leaks of a 2.3 and a 1.9 on the Richter scale. Wow. That's amazing. So one explosion was a 2.3 and another one was a 1.9 because there was more than one explosion. Uh-huh. So what did they use? Uh, and these things are underwater encased in concrete. Right. It's not like somebody can just go out in the middle of a field and put a charge under the pipe like an Alaska pipeline. These things are in the water in the ocean. Um, let's see. Uh, three leaks on Russian Nord Stream 1 and 2 gas pipelines in Baltic Sea on Monday are suspected of sabotage, according to U.S. and European leaders' analysis. Sweden reported uh, what I just read um, in the morning on registering 1.9 and 2.3 explosions, earthquake. Um, and I to just piggyback off what you said about Israel, yeah, I think – okay, what I've read today, which I, it's just too hard to get all these articles off my phone, is that when the war started and Europe started um, sanctioning Russia and cutting off ties with her, Russia started cutting back the gas and, and the oil coming from 
from their country down to Europe on these pipelines. And they, they actually cut it back all the way down to 10%. So only 10% was being supplied. And wow. Russia didn't want to completely shut it off because they're using it for, like you mentioned, I think blackmail. Right. To blackmail Europe. Well, uh, Biden, I'm just going to say it, Biden blew him up. Right. So Russia is losing the war, getting their little rear ends kicked all over the place in Ukraine, supposedly. Okay. Right. From what we see on the news, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And Ukraine's taking back a lot of their territory. Now Russia is calling up 300,000 reservists, and I've heard that number's almost a million. Right. And pulling them down in, they're being trained as we speak. They're going to pull them down in Ukraine and start another offensive. And Russia, in the last month or longer, has been threatening nuclear, tactical nuclear weapons against Ukraine. And, and, and they have actually said, what I read today and heard in the news, Russia's already picked the targets to nuke. Really? They've already picked them. They already know what they're going to do if they want to do it. And Putin says, I'm not bluffing. And so he feels like his back is up against the wall. And he's embarrassed in front of the world. His army's being defeated. And he's now, when an animal's wounded, like a bear or a lion, and they're wounded, that's one of the most dangerous. Right. You know, because they're wounded and they know they have to fight for their lives. And that's what Putin is literally doing. And he, I, I tell you right now, he will use them. He's going to do it. Yeah. He's going to do it. But um, I have an article. Maybe I can find it. If he does, um, a European leader came out and said uh, the last day or two, I can find it. Uh, Let's see. Hold on, folks. Oh, yeah, it's right here. So if Russia attacks Ukraine and nukes anything in Ukraine, Meddev says U.S. won't, U.S. and NATO won't intervene if Russia uses nukes. Huh. It's, in, it's in the Zero Hedge blog. Russian Security Council Deputy Chairman Dmitry Medvedev on Tuesday said that he doesn't believe the U.S. and NATO would intervene if Russia launches, launched a nuclear strike in Ukraine over fears of a nuclear apocalypse. Despite Recent comments from U.S. officials. This guy who said this used to be the president of Russia uh-huh. before Putin. And so I think it was Putin was president, stepped away for a while, then this guy took over, and then now Putin's back in there. They're also good friends, and he's in the inner circle for Putin, this guy. And I believe he's right. I can tell you right now, uh, Uncle Joe Biden is not going to intervene if Russia uses tactical nukes. I don't think right. he's going to do it because mm-hmm. he doesn't have the guts to do it. And his inner circle of gr- the green agenda people all around him <clears throat> would never do that. No. So um, almost done here, Dave. Um, yeah, no, take your time. Let's see. So I think this, if, if it's not, it, it has a. It may not be the just the hook, but I think it's part of it. Uh, I think. I think by this time next year, unless we're gone, 
and, and the Lord takes us home, Russia is going to come into the Middle East and invade the Middle East and go after Israel for their gas line right. and, and their oil. And I think right now what's happening, which I actually read, Israel signed an agreement, I can't remember who it was with, maybe France, that they're going to start supplying, I think it's France, with gas next April mm-hmm. from their gas field off a of hype in the ocean. So Israel is already going to start supplying natural resources for Europeans so they won't be dependent on Russia. Now they can't be dependent on Russia. Now Israel is going to take all the money that Russia would have got, Israel is going to get. Right. And Putin is losing his country. He's losing the war. Now we lost these pipelines. So I think it's just a matter of time. He's going to nuke Ukraine, not the whole country, but enough of it to win the war and bring more troops in. And then at some point, those troops are going to go into the Middle East and attack Israel in Ezekiel 39 and 40, 38, Mm -hmm. 39, 40. And I got a feeling the way things are heating up that we could see the beginning of that invasion next summer. Uh Uh-huh. The beginning of it. Right. So – um, because I say that, and so I mentioned on other podcasts, God intervenes. I believe it's God intervenes and destroys most of the Russian army, like four fifths of it. Mm-hmm. And it, there's a, a passage, you know, I think it's uh, Ezekiel 39, verse 9, says it takes him seven years to burn the weapons. I don't think they're going to be burning weapons of mass destruction during the millennium. So if the Lord did come next year and this did happen like this, that this battle have to happen before the tribulation starts. Uh So um, that's just my my humble opinion on that. But uh, I think these events are all connected, and they're just building upon one upon another. Mm -hmm. And now you've got the pipeline blown up. Uh, Putin's been pretty quiet about it. He hasn't done anything that we know of. Right. um, he's got a pretty modern, a pretty modern nuclear system compared to us. Ours is kind of outdated compared to his. Right. You know, he has those um, hypersonic cruise missiles that can fly seven or eight thousand miles an hour, a hundred feet above the water. Pretty hard to detect. That's amazing. Yeah, and then right before they get to their target, they get altitude, and then they come down on their target. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they're they're really really accurate. I mean, within a meter. Right. So, um, I, I did a little, I did a little uh, research while you were talking there, and yeah, um, yeah. I used to be a pipe fitter. Uh, I worked out of a local union down in the Sac- or uh, <clears throat> Bay Area of uh, California, and um, so I, I know schedules of pipe, and I know what they're, they they can do. So, uh, a lot of times when they mention pipe, they'll say schedule ten, schedule twenty, schedule thirty, schedule, and that means the wall thickness. Okay, and each number that you go up, it's more. Okay. Um, the thickest pipe I've ever seen, pipe wall, is scheduled 160. And I've seen it on small stainless steel lines, and the walls of the pipe are thicker than the holes that go through it. Okay? Wow. And it's for, it's for high steam or high-pressure steam or and things like that, you know, and it's usually stainless steel. But um, So I was thinking, you know, okay, so it's a pipeline, and it's underwater, which means it's going to have to be thick to begin with, the wall thickness, you know. 
and it's going to be uh, carrying high pressure natural gas or methane, metano, and um, so that's going to be have some some pretty thick pipe in the wall thickness, you know, and and so I looked up online if it was. Um, I don't know, it had 90-inch pipe or something like that on there, but it it had a wall uh, thickness of 542 millimeters. Brian, you want to know how how big that is? That's the thickness of the pipe. Uh, Is that the thickness of the pipe that blew up? The pipe wall. I don't know if it's the one that blew up, but given that they, um, they, uh, you know, what was going through it and, and the depth of the sea that was in, it had to be pretty thick, you know. And that is one, um, let's see, 21 and about three-quarters, three-eighths of an inch. And that's a wow. lot of thickness of pipe. And if that was an and explosion. that's pipe wall thickness. Yeah. So that pipe well, must be massive across. It's got to be yeah. seven, eight feet across. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. So it was quite an endeavor to put it in there. You know, I got to give the Russians kind of their, or the Germans or whatever, their uh, <clears throat> kudos, so to speak. And. Um, because that's, and, and it would explain why it took such a large explosion to rupture them, you know, because a small explosion wouldn't do that much because you've already got all that pressure on the pipeline. Yeah. Okay? So it would have to be a larger explosion in order to do it. And if it registered on a Richter scale in Sweden, that's, that's, that's a big mama. If you know what I mean? It's yeah, uh, yeah. the mother of wow. all explosions. <laughs> so. Just wow. to give you kind of an idea of what we're talking about here. Now, it could have been a smaller pipe. And if it was a larger pipe, then, um, oh, what was I, 90 inches or whatever, um, it would, the wall thickness increases as the, as the size of the pipe increases. So it could have been even thicker or thinner. Wow. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying that uh, to err on the side of caution, that's probably what I would have used, you know, in order to – contain all those pressures and at that depth you know so yeah anyway just something to think about no it's wow that's thick yeah i know and that's just the side of the pipe i mean yeah that's the wall of the pipe yeah so it's two feet two feet two feet two four six that's eight feet of pipe two feet on the, each side and two feet on the top and the bottom well as if it was a square pipe I mean, yeah 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 i mean if it was solid but i'm just saying and then you got the center of the pipe, the hollow part for the fluid. Right. That's a big pipe. Well, I would have loved to have been a welder or a pipe fitter on that job. My goodness. It yeah. would have taken three days or four days just to weld one second. Well, I tell you what, they didn't use C4 for that. They used something better than that. It had to be. Yeah. I mean. Maybe radioactive, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's even thinking a small nuke because to cause an earthquake. Yeah. Exactly. Under the water? Uh-huh. That's, wow. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the depths of the ocean are there, you know. Yeah. But it's got to be Not, pretty deep, yeah. I would think, you know. Well, man, and it's just the, the Biden administration is doing everything they can to get Russia to, to into a nuclear war. And what I've been reading about Russia, I do a lot of reading lately about all this, is that Russia does not want to be part of the world order. Yeah, exactly. They want to be their own sovereign country. You know, even though, yeah, they've invaded Ukraine, which is totally wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's totally wrong. 
they need to leave immediately. It's they're, they're killing innocent people, but right. they don't want to be part of the world order. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the world does, especially NATO and the United States. Right. And so they're doing everything they can to get Russia into a nuclear war so they can take Russia out. And they don't care if the United States gets vaped, vaporized. They don't care if Europe takes a loss because they're going to live in their underground cities and bunkers they built that we've talked about before. They're all over the world. Right. And when the dust settles, they come out and they start the new world again. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, which it, they're just crazy. These people are nuts. They're so. We have a bunch of narcissistic uh, sociopaths running the world. Hey, Brian, can I excuse myself for a minute? I have to go do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I'm going to come back. I got more stats on uh, on that pipeline, so I'll be right back. Okay, I'm going to talk about Okay. 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 Okay, folks, I was going to bring something up. Um, we're going to talk about it uh, maybe later. I guess I'll do it now. NASA has, as you know, sent a satellite to intercept a asteroid, I think it's 9 million miles from the Earth. And it's a large asteroid. Uh, it's actually this asteroid is circling a larger one, but this one was like um, three or oh, what was it? Three or four hundred feet diameter, and the one it's circling is twenty five hundred feet diameter. And they they shot this thing. It's called a dart, is what they named it. A deflection. I don't remember what the acronyms mean or for, but they shot this thing. It's a satellite at this asteroid to see if they can deflect it, not destroy it. And they shot it, hit this asteroid at 14,000 miles an hour. It just happened a couple of days ago. And it was live on camera. And I thought to myself, couldn't be really live on camera. It takes several minutes for that to come back to Earth. But I guess it was live enough. And I haven't heard if it deflected or not, but that's what they're working on. And also China's working on the same thing. And that several other nations are working on deflection or destroying asteroids, just like in the movie Armageddon. And it just it just goes to show you a lot of the movies we've seen over the decades, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, um, Armageddon, you know, Deep Impact. These were all fictional, we thought. Come to find out, not so much. Why are they doing this? Because in the book of Revelation, chapter 8, verse 8, it says, John sees a mountain that's burning with fire, comes out of the sky, and hits the ocean, and a third of everything in the ocean is destroyed. And then a comet, it says, it doesn't say comet, but we think it is, um, passes either by the earth or hits the earth, and causes all the waters of the earth, not all, but a lot of the waters of the earth to be uh, be poisoned, and it kills people um, from the poisonous waters. I'm talking, Dave, about uh, NASA sending that satellite into that asteroid. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's called DART. They named it DART. And I was just explaining how uh, this smaller asteroid was circling a large asteroid that was 2,500 feet in diameter, the smaller uh-huh. one, three or 400. And it hit this smaller one at 14,000 miles an hour. And then I quoted uh, Revelation 8.8 about the mountain burning with fire. Hits the ocean, which is a meteor. Uh And it also talks about another, like a comet. It sounds like a comet that poisons 
point as the water either hits the earth or the tail of the comet, you know, poisons the atmosphere, which poisons the water. And and I also mentioned that they're really working on this. The governments of the world, NASA is, Russia is, China is, other nations are really have their own programs and are working together to deflect asteroids. So I'm, my question is to the audience, why all these years, all of a sudden, there's this big rush to deflect an asteroid? What's uh-huh. going on? And so, just right, and on that front, folks, do you really feel, if you're out there and you still think the government is going to take care of you and protect you in a natural disaster, I'll sell you a bridge over the Mojave Desert. Got a really good deal on one. Because <laughs> they're not going to do that. You, they are not going to – I tell you right now, if an asteroid is coming toward the Earth, a big one or a small one that's going to cause damage, they are not going to warn us. And if they warn us, it's going to be at the very last minute. Mm-hmm. And right. I doubt they'll always warn us. What, who will warn us is a, a private individuals with telescopes that see it. They right. would warn us. The NASA would have to come out and tell us. Mm-hmm. But NASA and the governments of the world are not going to warn you if a killer asteroid – is going to hit the Earth at 20,000 miles an hour in the Pacific Ocean, Indian Ocean, Atlantic, wherever, or hit the mainland of a country. Right. So I think that we're so close to the end times, I think in my little conspiracy brain, that they probably know of a several that are out there that are probably have a really good chance of hitting us. Mm-hmm. I think I they think already know. Right. Yeah. And that's why they're spending all this money and this time to do this. The government doesn't spend hundreds of billions of dollars. Well, let me take that back. Yeah, they do. They do spend hundreds of billions of dollars for nothing. They do. But in this case, I think they're spending hundreds of billions of dollars because they know what's coming. I think they've already found it. I think Planet X is on the way. I think they know that. I think they're hiding it. In the early 80s when they found Planet X, it was in USA Today, USA Today on the front page. Right. And then – we found a 10th planet, Planet X. They had this huge thing. The next day it was off the paper and they denied it. It was a mistake. Uh-huh. So when the government sees something and then denies it, you know it's real. It's real. Kind of like it, a UFO crashing in you know, Roswell. I, in I really paper. believe Planet X is not a yeah. fiction. It's not fictional. It's real. Uh, uh-huh. How big is it? We don't know. How close will it come? We don't know. Will it come right. by the Earth? Yes, it will come by the Earth. And it's big enough where it doesn't have to hit us. It could be five, ten million miles away. Its gravitational pull is going to rip havoc on the Earth because yeah, it's true. It's almost as big as Saturn, so it's big. And yeah. so going back to this dart, all this stuff that I'm talking about, we're talking about right now, Dave, all happened in the last ten days on the news. Yeah, I believe the it. earthquakes, um, dart with the mm-hmm. asteroid, the hurricane. Prime, the Prime Minister of Israel wanting to divide the land. And right. we never did talk about the five red heifers, but right. Israel's got five red heifers that are mentioned in Leviticus 23 or Leviticus, uh, Numbers 19, I think. Yeah, Numbers 19. And uh, which, for you uh, Bible scholars out there, it means when the temple's finally built during the tribulation, they're going to sacrifice red heifers because they the red heifer has to be sacrificed, burn at the altar, and the ashes are to purify the priest so he can do his ceremonies for the rest of Israel. Right. And for 2,000 years, they never had a red heifer 
and now they got five from Texas. Right. So all this stuff is happening in the last two weeks. What's going on? Talk about accelerated, huh? Yeah, and that's not talking about the election and the wokeism and, you know, January 6th and all this stuff, going, you know, transgender and uh, – yeah, I hear you. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy. So, um, this going back to the the asteroid, I think they found one. I think they know it's coming, and I think they're going to try to stop it. And I think that's why they're spending all this money and time. Um, there's something going on, and what's the name? I heard the act. Uh, somebody, uh, it was on. Uh, NASA, never was it called? It means. Oh, oh no, yeah, need, NASA, we need another no, seven astronauts. Yeah, no, ne- NASA, ne- never a straight answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never a straight answer. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's that's what it is, never a straight answer. So, folks, what's this all mean? It means the Lord Jesus is coming back. That's really what it means. Right. I know there's different views about the tribulation. But I can tell you right now, that tribulation period is not very far away. I agree. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the name of that prime minister is Lapid. That's it, Lapid. Lapid, yeah. See, I went Lapid. I did. I you called him Lapid. Lapid, yeah. That's okay. I'm sure President Lapid really appreciated that. <laughs> I'm just a country boy that grew up on a ranch. Okay, give me a break. <laughs> but I looked up that Nord Stream guy. Listen to this. Yeah, the two pipelines of the North Stream. There's two of them. Uh, have a capacity of 27.5 billion cubic meters a year each, and will comprise 12, I think, it's meter long individual pipe joints. Each pipeline is made of 100,000 coated steel pipes with 24 feet in concrete in weight. The um, the internal diameter of the pipeline is. Uh, 1,153 millimeters, which is 45 inches, and the wall thickness is 41 millimeters or 1.6 inches. So I was a little high on my my figuring, but <laughs> so, so I know that's fine. So it's about an inch and a half thick pipe. Uh, well, the walls are an inch and a half, 1.6 inches actually. Almost inch and three quarters. So um, it's still pretty thick. But it's four you know. feet. The pipe is four feet. Wide. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Forty-five inches. Okay, yeah. I, I rounded up at four feet for me. Right. Oh. Um, and each section is twenty-four feet long. Uh, no, the concrete around uh, is twenty-four uh, tons in concrete weight. And um, let's see, each pipeline, a hundred thousand coated steel pipes with. Oh, that's the entire pipeline. Uh, with 24 tons in concrete weight. So that's a lot of concrete to pour around the pipes. Um, the internal diameter of the pipeline is 1,153 millimeters or 45 inches, and the wall thickness is 41 millimeters or 1.6 inches. So I guess they did not use Schedule 160 pipe. So Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to get that right because I hate being on here and giving out false information. No. So. It's interesting, though, the pipe is thin compared to what you mentioned. But look at all the pressure it's holding under the ocean with the concrete. It must be an unbelievable strength pipe. 
Oh yeah, I would. I believe it, if it's stainless steel, you know that's yeah. a different story too. You know that's crazy because it's only that only that thick, and it's holding all that pressure of all that oil going hundreds and hundreds of miles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow! It's so amazing. no wonder the explosion had to be so powerful, just the way they built it. Yeah, the con- getting through the concrete would be a difficult chore. Yeah. You know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, so let's see. Okay, so let me see here real quick. Nope, don't want to do that. I just wanted to see uh, the sun explode. Oh, Beetlejuice. We didn't talk about Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Folks, there's a star that's in the Orion Nebula or the Orion um, Constellation, and it's called Beetlejuice, not to be confused with the movie or the mayor of Chicago. a little joke there. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, look for the video that shows that her converting into Beetlejuice. It's kind of yeah. it's bizarre. It really is. But anyway, um, this star is supposedly a red giant. Uh, red giants don't uh, usually last very long, only about 100 million years, I think he said, guy on, on TV. And um, the thing is uh, expected to go supernova any day now. It's had little fluctuations in it where it's kind of gone dim and then gotten bright again, gone dim and gotten bright. Shows that it's kind of exhausting its fuel. If suns are definitely, or if suns are run on nuclear fuel, anyway. Um, so they're expecting it to explode any time, and when it does, you will see it. Okay, maybe even during the daytime. So it's wow. going to be some spectacular explosion. Now the thing is, what did it say? Five hundred light years away or something like that 547 seems to to jump into my my brain here but so it's far away and i don't think it's going to have any effect on the earth that that we know anyway but um we were told in scripture to look for signs in the heavens okay and this is definitely going to be a sign in the heaven (laughs) for sure um Mm -hmm. we're getting all these little signs in the heaven the sun explosion like brian talked about earlier uh beetlejuice exploding and uh, by the way, it's spelled B-E-T-E-L-G-U-E-S-E. I always pronounce it Betelgeese, but I was corrected many years ago. Um, so it's – and remember, uh, Brian, a few years ago, they supposedly they, – they had the sign of the uh, – uh, what was it? Something was in uh, Virgo. Oh, Sirius was in Virgo, I think, and they were saying that this was – just talking about the dragon and the woman – you know, in Revelation and stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I saw that to be hooey to begin with, but, you know, it was it was a false sign, but, you know, it was promoted by many people falsely. Um, so anyway, we're going to see more and more of this. As, as you were talking, the asteroid going by, Brian, that's a definite sign in the heaven. And if it crashes to the earth, <laughs> mm-hmm. definite sign to the heaven. And, you know, I was um, – you're in the picture, babe. <laughs> she doesn't want to ever want to be in the in – the, on the camera. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, oh, yeah, in Revelation, it talks about the stars of heaven falling to the earth. And when they do, they fall as like plums hitting the earth when plums fall off a tree. And I said, well, you know, that's, what is that indicative of? Well, it could be that it's fallen angels because fallen angels or angels in general are, are referred to as stars. Okay. And it makes you wonder if the stars that are out there are really angels. But, you know, we won't go there. <laughs> But um, 
So anyway, uh, what could be falling to the ground? Then Elon Musk started launching all these satellites up into space. You know, so are they the satellites that are falling back to Earth? Well, I leave that to everybody that owns a, everybody's own imagination and uh, deductive <laughs> theory in order to figure that out. But uh, anyway, signs in the heavens. The sun's going to turn dark and the moon's going to turn to blood. And somebody was saying the other day, Brian, that that's what happens when a lot of smoke gets up in the atmosphere. It looks like blood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, talk about volcanic eruptions and forest fires because all the, all the green stuff's going to burn up. And green plants burning, that's another thing that's kind of weird. Um, you know, because usually dead grass that burns, not green. Right. So, anyway, it's uh, it, interesting times ahead, so to speak, you know, and um, so, you know, um, man, where do we go from here, Brian? Because we've, you know, we've talked about quakes and COVID and, uh, volcanoes, nuclear war, Beetlejuice. I mean, let me see if there's anything left on my list here. The gas pipeline, nuclear war. Oh, what about the Tonga volcano? We talked about that. A oh, little yeah. Bit, didn't we? yeah. Yeah, we did a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I've, visited Mexico City before, and I think I felt an earthquake while I was down there. And it's no child's play down in Mexico City because what it is, it's just a big lake bed, okay, and they built on on the dry lake bed uh, when they built Mexico City. So if you build on rock, remember when Yeshua said, um, if you have a foundation that's built on rock, it's okay, it'll last? Mm-hmm. Well, that's true in earthquakes too because if you live on a rocky mountain, you usually don't feel them that bad. But if you live down in a valley that has a lot of silt in it, uh, a lot of dirt, um, clay, and stuff like that, you tend to feel the earthquakes a lot worse. So, again, God gets it right, okay? And uh, Or maybe men that, men that recognize God, that God gets it right, get it right. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so down there when they have earthquakes, it's not, not any laughing matter. It's not like uh, like parts of California that are built on, on solid rock. You know, it's um, mm-hmm. it's pretty bad. But, um, yeah, so um, th- so when I, sh- I see an earthquake off of Acapulco or off of Oaxaca or or um, oh, I can't remember that province. It's uh, Michoacan. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, those are the bad places because you got that – you got the – stupid camera. The American plate here and you got the pacific plate going underneath it pushing it up and that's what causes the earthquakes so the scientists tell us anyway and um so when that happens you know it's it's a quite a subduction zone right there and it really man it makes for for terrible earthquakes uh, that kill lots of people mm-hmm. and um so you know people are being taken out by that they're being taken out by covid uh they live too next too near a volcano um, if the volcano doesn't get them, usually the uh, the tsunami wave that the the, uh, the volcano creates gets them, and then we cap it off with nuclear war. So um, it sounds kind of it sounds sounds kind of bleak, but you know, for yeah. those of us that have faith in Yahweh and in Yeshua, it's not bleak. It just means you know, hey, we're getting closer to going home. And I really don't want people to say, oh, what an elitist jerk you are, you know. Um, it's not that it's just that, you know, I don't know about you, Brian, but there's things in my life that I'm not proud of. And, you know, when I do something that works, I'm like, I get kind of elated about it, you know? So when, 
with, when it comes to faith and, and coming into Yeshua for for salvation and um, and having faith in Him and in Yahweh, um, it just makes me realize that I made a smart choice. And I just wish that other people would make that smart choice because it's I know when you when you're not saved, it seems like oh you know God is a taskmaster. God is you know he's he's a Many people see him as a sick individual that tries to punish people mm-hmm. by making making them sin, uh, yeah. which is which is a fallacy. But um, but anyway, you know, I believed like that once. I believed all those lies and everything. But then I came to faith in Yeshua. What was it? 1979. So it was what 43 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't say that I made a mistake. I think I made a wonderful choice. Um, and I, I mean, he made a wonderful choice too because he chose me. And I'm not being a narcissist by saying that, but it was a fit made in heaven, so to speak. Um, and with you, Brian, too, and with my wife, Barbara, and your wife, Loretta, and, and all of our family members that, that came, to, came to know and still know Yeshua, uh, and will, because when you're saved once, you're always saved. But um, it's just, you know, I, I can't say it enough on this radio show, and I know you feel the same way, Brian, that. You know, people, it's decision time. It really is. It's, it's uh, you know, for many years we, we were able to mess around and, you know, do things that uh, according to our own will and got away with it. But now, you know, it's, it's there's no straddling that fence anymore, you know, because that fence is gone and it's a wall now. And so you're either on one side of the wall or the other, you know, and it's my hope that people listening to this show would get on the right side of the wall. And take the narrow road that leads to happiness uh, for eternity rather than uh, living on the left side of the wall or the wide road that leads to destruction. I don't want to see people mm-hmm. do that. And, folks, if I could do it, if I could have the humility, <clears throat> I, would say I was driven to humility to do it. Um, but, you know, I, I just pray that other people would be driven to humility, too, in, in order to have to, to come to know Yeshua as their Lord and Savior. And as not just that, but as their best friend, um, as their, uh, I don't know, it's, it's like it's like having your best friend with you all the time, you know, and somebody that's with you that's going to pull you out of jams, that's going to keep you from going into jams, too, um, and, and all that stuff. You know, it's, it's um, I, I don't know, Brian, but I, I, I like to talk to the Lord all the time, you know. I got to admit, I haven't been doing that much lately, and I have to start doing it more. But, um, but just to sit out in the back, you know, just contemplating, saying, "Lord, what do you think about this? Lord, what do you think about that? Uh, Lord, you know, this is happening. What should I do? Uh, how are you going to pull my bacon out of this fire, Lord? <laughs> you know." And yeah. uh, so it's really, you know, it's it's not a religion; it's a relationship. It really is, and. For those of you who think it's a religion, well, I challenge you to try it. And actually, that's when you try it, you won't not want it. So trying it, I just don't even try it. Just come. <laughs> you know, Jesus said if you're – well, actually, Don Francisco said, if you're thirsty, come to the water. If you can have no money, come by and eat wine, milk, and honey. You know, so – and that's all scriptural. He'll feed you. He'll take care of you. He'll – He'll warn you when things are coming your way. He'll keep those things from coming your way, and sometimes. And but he's really good at teaching life's instances and um, and and teaching things that help to bring you to a greater faith. And I like that. I, I 
would don't know what I would do, Brian, if I lived the aimless life that I didn't care about, you know, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and I know that everybody listening to this, the drug addicts down in town here, that everybody has a, a thing in their life, um, a purpose in their life to where they want to live that purpose, but for some reason they just don't want to. Um, I know it sounds like a hypocrisy, but it, I guess it is in a way, but um, you know, my goodness, take the chance, go for it. Especially in these times, you know, you need him. And he needs you, okay? But more importantly, you need him because there's no other way to see the Father except through the Son. And right. there's no there's no way that a, a man can see it can come to the Son unless the Father leads him. So if you've been feeling that, you know, like, well, maybe maybe religion is the answer. Hate that word. Uh, a relationship is the answer, and you need to come to faith in Yeshua. You need to trust him and and to uh, and get saved. And save from what? Well, look at the the things down down here at the bottom of the screen. Save from that stuff. Save from from yourself, for goodness sakes, because we're all our own worst enemies. From hell. From hell, yes. And um, so, anyway, folks, you know, to end a long diatribe here, um, just come to faith in Yeshua, because if you don't go for him, you're going to go for somebody else, and you don't want to do that. And uh, I'd rather see you in heaven, even though I don't know most of you. I'd rather see you in heaven and say, hey, hey, right on, you made that choice, than to see you at the white throne judgment someday uh, having a finger pointed the other way because you're rejected. So um, come to him in Yeshua's name. That's good, Dave. Yeah. Well, it's the truth. Yeah, no, it's – yeah. And and – and time is short, you know. Yeah. Um, and like I, I said, um, I think on the last podcast, if if there if there was no God, which we know there is, there was no Savior, which we know there is, that there's not. Do you? It's a hypothetical question. Do you think the world's heading in a nice, safe direction? Really. Good question. Take God out. Take God out. There's no God. It's just us, just us humans on this planet. With all what's going on in the news everywhere, you think we're going in a safe direction? You think you think things are going to end up in a good place at the end of all this? Mm-hmm. Boy, if you want to know what the future looks like, look at history in the past. Yeah. So we're heading down a track of self-destruction. Mankind is. A lot of good people out there listening and watching. It's not you. It's the evil people in the world that are running the world. They are out for selfish ambitions for themselves. They don't care about your family. They care about their power. And and that goes Republican, Democrat. It doesn't matter what country. All the countries are all like this. Right. They all have people like this. Mm-hmm. And that's where the world's going to go. And but thanks to the Lord, we do have salvation. And even though the train is going down the tracks toward toward a huge pile uh, the bridges out, a big yeah. pit, we're going to be taken off that track before that train self-destructs. Yeah. So, and that train is going faster and faster every day. Mm-hmm. And so thank, if you know the Lord tonight, thank him that you know him. 
you don't have a lot of money, you're sick, or you do have a lot of money, things are going great. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. The best thing that you have, the most valuable treasure you have is your salvation. Right. That's the greatest thing that you have. And God did you a service by by showing you salvation, showing you himself, and saving you and choosing you. And now, whether you die or you go in the rapture, you're going to go to heaven. But I tell you right now, this world is speeding up toward the end. Things are almost done. I don't know if it's this year next year, but it's coming really fast. Like I said, whether you, if there's no God or not, there's no God, something big is about to have happen. Right. And it's not going to be good. But we know there is a God. His name is Yeshua, the Son of God. And he rose for that. He died on that cross thinking of you. And he rose that from that grave thinking of you. And he did all that because the Father sent him to do it because the Father loves you. Because it says in that verse, for God so loved the world. The Father so loved the world. It's the Father's plan that Jesus implemented. And he loved the Father so much he did it for him and he did it for us. Right. But it's the Father who chased after you in the first place. And so he's given up a lot. He gave up his own son, and the son did it willingly. Mm -hmm. And now that son, the same son that was on that cross, is going to come back very, very, very soon. And I I know people, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been hearing this from my family. I'm doing this for decades. And he was supposed to come and Rosh Hashanah this year, last year, and there was a book in the 80s called um, 88 Reasons Why the Lord's Going to Come in 1988. Yeah. Remember that? Sure do. Yeah, and that guy was so wackadoo, and he was way off. And all we know is, by world events, we know it's sin. Mm -hmm. By world events, and what the Bible, what the Bible says it's going to be like right before it returns is right now is what's happening. That's right. That's all I'm going to say about that. How mm -hmm. close is the that's right. So, well, folks, it's it's you know, up to them, Brian. Yeah, it's yeah. up to them to yeah, it's up to them. Yeah, to make the choice or not, you know. And yeah. and all we can do is be a mouthpiece and tell them about it. And mm -hmm. folks, uh, what Brian said and what I said, you know, I just hope and pray that you take it to heart and that um, you seriously know that this world is going to hell in a handbasket and that you need to be with the one that can pull you out before the handbasket ends up in hell. Yeah. So, yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. it's 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 dire. It's a it's a dire need that you have, and there's only one person that can fulfill it. So, I guess put that in your pipe and smoke it for a little while. Um, <laughs> no, no drug metaphor intended, by the way. So, anyway, Brian, I guess it's getting kind of late. It's been an hour and a half, so maybe we yeah. can. Uh, so, folks, we just want to say goodbye. We want to thank you for being here. Um, thank you, Brian. You're always a blessing on the show. Yeah, love doing the and, show with oh, you, Dave. By the way, Brian's got his own show. Um, tell him about it, Brian. You you do it on YouTube, right? Yeah, I do it on YouTube. I've made uh, four videos in the last week or so. Mm -hmm. um, I did one yesterday. Um, it was called um, Last Days, but I changed it to I'm Awake, Are You? And I started off like that because it actually says in Scripture that men's, men will be asleep, spiritually be asleep. 
And so that's why I named it that because people are asleep. Politically, they're asleep. But worse than that, spiritually, they're asleep and they're dead. Christians are alive and asleep. Unsaved or dead in their sleep. Yeah. And and it's a little bit different than what we do here in the Matrix. I do more um, more about the Bible, more in depth about some verses, things like that, and subjects. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see I want to see believers on fire for the Lord. I want to see believers excited about the Lord coming back, and I want to see believers freed up from all that stress they're under mm-hmm. and then I want to see people get saved Yeah, and there's a lot of people Dave out there that are seeing all this stuff go because we're saved we've been saved for decades right? and we know this stuff but there's a lot of people out there that are scared to death they are literally scared to death mm-hmm. about what's going on they don't know what to do with it yeah you know so hopefully between the matrix and, and uh, my podcast and others we can get the word out this is what's going on yeah, and even even what we were talking about tonight about being saved and stuff, folks. Um, what Brian talks about on his show is uh, kind of like um, that that subject we talked about here on steroids. So if you want to know more, if you want to know how how to get saved, what are you being saved from? Uh, different Christian doctrines mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, by God, go to his. Uh, Go to his site. We watch it all the time. Every time a new episode comes out. Oh, great. Right. <laughs> hey, we're the second person. I like your – your, uh, Hey, I got one more. I have three now. All right. Good deal. Yeah. That'll, that'll skyrocket one of these days soon. I don't know. I'm not worried. I did think about it, but I just um, – I'm actually – I think I did it the last show and the show before. I'm asking people to send in prayer requests to the oh, comment good. section. Uh-huh. Not just to comment on the show. But the con- to send in prayer requests for anything that might have touched them during the show, or things like that. Like uh-huh. if I'm talking about internal security, you know, if you're worried about that, make a comment that you need prayer in that area. Yeah, that's and, great. And then I'll I'll pray over them, and I'll mm-hmm. send I'll send a comment in with a prayer. And nice. then and I want eventually the other people when it grows, that are in the comment section to be praying for one another in their own comments. Uh huh. So it's not just me involved. Right. It's others on the group in the mm-hmm. subscribers that are listening and watching. They'll, somebody prays, I've got cancer, pray that God heals me. Instead of me just doing it, there's five or six people in the comment section that are already doing it. Nice. That's very good. Yeah. So I'm going to use the social media. There's other, other podcasts out there that are doing this. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got the idea. I thought, that's a great idea. Yeah. So it's like a prayer chain or a prayer group across the internet wow that's an awesome idea brian mm-hmm. so yeah, just instead of them that. waiting for a comment hey there was a great show i really like this about covid that's good i want that uh-huh. but if i'm preaching about if you can lose your salvation and somebody if you need prayer in that area and the guy or whoever a man or woman says i don't know if i'm saved can you pray for me right i can do it on, i can do it online yeah develop a community mm-hmm that's wonderful. So people can get on there who might be going through something they can't talk to even their church about, uh-huh. but they can talk to us about it. Nice. Very good, Brian. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Go visit his site, man. Yeah. Get on YouTube. But you're starting off. It's only been four shows. I don't have a lot of views, three subscribers, but 
Yeah. I enjoy doing it, and I'm going to keep doing it. So cool. I'm awake. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm awake. Are you? That's right. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, right now, I'm, I'm right now I'm not awake, but that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah. All right, you get a good sleep, folks. We're gonna yeah, go ahead and too. end it here. And folks, uh, God bless sleep. you all. Yeah, grab it. Yeah, guys. Sorry, Dave. No, it's okay. It's okay. All right, folks. Uh, we're going to sign off here in Yeshua's name. Have a great week. Bye. Yeah, bye.